12 games left in the regular season. How are things going to play out? You know what? It's time for some more win, loss, or toss. We take a look at the rest of the season today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, Wild fans? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out everything that we have to offer on Locked on Wild. On today's episode, we take a look at how the rest of the season may play out with Zach Zeman. We'll play a little win, loss, or toss and take a look at how the playoff picture is looking right this second. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider coming off of a big win Against the Washington Capitals, the Wild now have 12 games left to play. And Zach, just to start, I don't know if anybody expected that the offense would find a new high gear without Kirill Kaprizov, and yet here we are, this team playing some of its best hockey of the season without their best player and when it matters most. Yeah, I mean, tonight's game or today's game this afternoon was was seriously a show and a half. Um, I'm sure it's Matt Boldy had such tough shoes to fill. You know, Kirill's out. Who's going to step up? And, you know, Matt Boldy proved it tonight. And he was he's a 21-year-old having to fill some crazy shoes out of Kirill um, and, and put this team on his back, and he clearly did tonight. Um, it was a fantastic show, I think. You know, the goalies are looking hot. Um, I was in attendance in the St. Louis uh, in the St. Louis game the other day. Uh, you know, I can see it firsthand. These goalies are ready to riot. Um, <laughs> this team is buzzing, absolutely buzzing. You know, they came off a bad loss in Arizona. People were like, okay, we're going back to St. Louis. St. Louis has our number. Uh, and you know what? It didn't really happen. The team flipped the script. They were down early. Um, and this team is finding ways to win. Uh, you know, and then Boston the day before today, yesterday, you know, it, Boston came in looking – Fiery. I mean, this team has been insane all year. They're clearly the cup favorites. Um, and I think Gustafson still stayed strong. This team is down several players, Middleton, Brodine, Kaprizov, and it's and they're still finding ways uh hang in against these huge opponents. And I think today against Washington was just a breath of fresh air. They they still proven to themselves that they are willing to to have a shot at this cup and to go deep in the playoffs. And I'm here to to count down these last couple games, and we'll see how the Wild look like heading into the playoffs. Yes. Uh, so we do have – we've got 12 games left. We're going to talk about him here in just a bit. But I did want to kind of go through the state of the Central Division. Dallas in the top spot, but their hold on that top spot of the division uh, has been slipping through their fingers. 89 points, uh, just one point ahead of the Minnesota Wilds. They're dead even in terms of games played. Colorado is next. They have 86 points. They have two games in hand on both the Wild and the Stars. And then you've got the Winnipeg Jets, who are in the second wild card spot. Um, they've got 81 points in, again, 70 games. 
Calgary's got 77. Nashville's got 76. That's it. And it's interesting because Nashville has only played 67 games, so they have three games in hand on the Winnipeg Jets, and they are five points back. So, Zach, before we get to the games, which do you think is more likely, that the Wild finish in one of the top two spots in the Central Division or take third? If you had to pick one of those two options, which one are you going with? Man, this is a tough question because (laughs) the one team I'm afraid of right now is Colorado, and they are hot, and they are vibing. Every gear is clicking there. They're ready to make a run back. Dallas is coughing up a little bit here. They're they're choking. They're bumping. They're not having a great time up in first place. The Wild are giving them – you know, they're showing them everything. Um, And you know what? I think the Wild are going to stay up there. I think I think they haven't. This might be my my Minnesota fandom kicking in gear here, but I really think that this team is sound. I, I thought last year this team was super fun to watch. You know, it didn't really work out, but this year is 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 feeling a little bit different. I think uh, you know, the, especially over the last couple of games, they've they've shown that they are ready to play here uh, heading into the playoffs, and I think that that's going to stay consistent. Um, you know, this is what this episode's all about. We're going to look into the opponents we have coming up here. Um, I think a lot of these are winnable, and I think the Wild can legit have a sustainable spot in the top two. Um, you know, it's all about if Dallas – I think the whole narrative is if Dallas can stay up there. I think if 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 what I'm seeing is going to happen, Colorado's going to make a push up, and I think the Wild are going to either go up or stay in the middle and second – um, but you know, it's all about, it's all on Dallas here. They, they've had the division for a while. If, if they can stay up there or not. Yeah. I, I'm of the belief that the wild will be one of the top two. I think Dallas just, you know, it's, it's like you're playing tug of war and they're just, their arms are starting to give out and they're starting to kind of let the rope kind of drag them back the other way. And so I'm saying Dallas three uh, then the Wild probably two, and uh, Colorado at the one spot is how I would draw it up. And honestly, Winnipeg hanging on for dear life too, which is unfortunate for me because of the teams in the first rounds, I think Winnipeg is probably the most ideal matchup for the Wilds. They might not yeah. make the playoffs though because they are an absolute free fall. They got beaten again, uh, and so the Wilds, you know, El Wild have a seven-point lead on them in the same number of games played. It's just Winnipeg's just a mess. And so, yeah, I, I, I have no idea what to expect from that wild card race the rest of the way. Yeah, I feel like my predictions in March Madness were going to be great, but then you never know what's <laughs> going to happen there either. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to predict. These top three teams are, are super interchangeable, and I think the Central Division is mighty tough in terms of competition. So, I mean, it's all going to come together within three, four weeks weeks so I guess we'll see let's uh, let's dive into the games we'll talk about the final 12 uh, and we'll uh, we'll break it up into uh, first half of that and second half as well as we play a little win loss or toss on today's episode of lockdown wild after a word from our sponsor our next partner has a product that I use on a daily basis I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to simplify my vitamin and supplement routine. All you need with AG1 is one 
delicious scoop, and you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Best of all, it's lifestyle-friendly. It doesn't matter if you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. AG1 is a small micro-habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's all you need. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wilds, once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure to check out the Locked on NHL podcast. We're getting down to the wire, and nobody has you covered like our Locked on experts. Locked on NHL is available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Seth Topol joined by Zach Zeman, and it is time for us to play win, loss, or toss. We're going to go through these final 12 games and see if we can pick out games the Wild will win, games they'll probably lose. You can't even say probably. Games that could be a loss or games that can really be up to the flip of a coin with some of the things that happen on a daily basis, game time decisions, things along that line. Uh, I do want to note, though, just... Just want to throw this out here before we get started. Took a look at where the Wild were at through 70 games last year compared to this year. The Wild are like two wins off of last year's pace. They have been able to just continue to plow forward. And so for as weird as the season started... This team is just, they just continue to click. Just continue to click and find ways to win games. It's its unbelievable. Yeah, we've we've been, definitely been treated with some great games recently. It's its super interesting when it's uh, out three to four weeks. What the heck is going to happen? This team is Bedard bound without Kirill. <laughs> what are we going to do? Our bro Dean's out again. Uh, you know, and you know what? It all goes away. Like, this team's still winning. They're still there. They're still making a name for themselves. And I think heading out of uh, today's game against Washington, I think, you know, you hop over to Tuesday, the 21st against New Jersey. And me personally, I cannot think of a more tossable game in the the last dozen than this one. I mean, these teams are almost dead even in every stat category. Just looking at it, um, just on the stat sheet here. They got a great goalie tandem too. And I think, you know, the Wild heading into – Heading into New Jersey, it's going to be different. It's the start of it, a little bit of a road trip in the middle of the week. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping Gustafson gets the start there. We'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, I do like New Jersey. New Jersey's a good team, and I think they've made, definitely made a name for themselves, especially in the beginning of the year. Um, and and they've, they've been consistent ever since. And I think the Wild um, can go in there with some confidence but also need to, like, you know, take a breather. And I think New Jersey's going to be that team that's going to be like a, 
hello, we're, we're here too, but we're on the East. You guys aren't really playing us that much, but we're on the East. You know, it's like, it's kind of be one of those games. I think it's just the biggest possible game ever. Yeah, th- this is going to be a fantastic test for this team. You've got maybe the toast of the Eastern Conference. They got Timo Meyer. They will have Jack Hughes for this game. And so for the Wild, it's the ultimate barometer as to how they're doing. And I find it interesting, too, in just how different the Devils have been on the road versus at home. They're 19-13-3 at home, 26-5-4 on the road, and just went into Tampa Bay and beat the Lightning. So it's interesting because the Wild, too, have been a pretty good team on the road. They're 18-11-5 on the road. And so playing, playing also a very road team style game, get out to an early lead, be physical, and, um, and come up with some clutch goals down the stretch. And so hot take, I am predicting a win against the Devils. Yeah, I mean, you're saying be physical and everything, and I think Ryan Reeves has really stepped it up recently. I mean, he's getting goals now. I mean, we didn't even – we didn't – you know, no one had the expectation of him coming into Minnesota to get goals and to score and to be a, a great points guy. Uh, well, he certainly hasn't. Like, he's getting goals recently now, and so it's like, hello. I mean, this team is starting really physical, and, and they're, they're making a name for themselves on the ice too. It's not just, hey, we got Kaprizov and a couple other beauties. It's no, we got Reeves and Kaprizov and everyone else who can score now. Uh, you know, now that Kirill's been gone, it's like this whole, this team is as legit. Everybody's stepping up in the, in their own shoes, and I think you know the Wild have a good shot at it. And I think uh, this game against New Jersey is going to be a great test. The game against Boston was a great test, but there were a couple goals that got waved off. And so it's like if you look at the five to two loss to Boston, and you go, "What the heck happened there?" I think rewatching that game, the Wild looked tremendous, and I think that. You know, this New Jersey game is going to be something different, too, and it's going to be, it's going to be super entertaining. I like that. Um, yeah. After that game, the Wild then head to Philly. Philly is a mess, although they have played the Wild tough this year, but uh, they are a team that is just didn't do a ton at the deadline. Chuck Fletcher gone, and it's just, again, just continuing what this team has done recently. Even with what Philadelphia is going to try to do in this one, I just don't really see a scenario in which the Wild uh, don't come away with a win in this game against the Flyers because, again, the style of hockey they're playing translates on the road. And so I'm, I'm picking a win here, too, against the Flyers. Yeah, I think this one's a win. I don't really think there's a lot of talk about here. You know, Philly's kind of just that one weird random team. Uh, that's been super up and down, and Chuck Fletcher's gone now. I mean, he lasted there longer than I th- thought he was going <laughs> to. Um, but, yeah, that's just how it goes. And I think, you know, the Wild beat him in overtime earlier this year. So I think it'll be a good game. Um, hopefully the Wild can pull out with a win there. I mean, they should. So Back home to take on Chicago on the 25th. Chicago trying to kind of put some fight together here at the end of the season. But, again, it's Chicago. And yeah. it'll be the Wild at home. I'm going with another dub here. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, you know, they beat them twice earlier. The Wild are up two on the series. Um, I think Chicago's just one of those teams that, like, 
they're still there a little bit. I, I think they're just like they're kind of there. They're not like, you know, terrible, terrible. Um, Chicago always gives the Wild a little bit of trouble, and I think that, you know, if you can sustain it, if you can get good defensively, uh, hopefully someone comes back by then. We'll see. You know, um, no, uh, I think I think it's a win. I'm, I don't think I'm going to talk too much about that one either. That's a little <laughs> game. Yeah, let's. <laughs> I'm like trying to think of like different things that could happen, and I'm just like, no, that's a win. Yeah, <laughs> it's and, and though there are that's the nice part about the schedule. The rest of the way is there are definitely some games on here that the Wild should be uh, heavily favored in. Um, you go then to Monday the 27th, and the Wilds play. This is going to be a fantastic game. Yeah. I may even try to go to this one. The Seattle Kraken, and Seattle is one of the top teams in the Pacific. They gave the Wild fits early on in the season, and then Marc-Andre Fleury had one of his best games in a Wild uniform in shutting them out. Um this is going to be fantastic, but also I think you look at where the Kraken are at now, where the Wild are at now, uh, both teams in different spots than they were. Seattle's goaltending has gotten a little leaky here as the season has worn on. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that I didn't really expect to make a name for themselves this year, and I think all props to them. The Seattle Kraken are relevant, and they're a good team. They're a solid team, and I think you kind of just hammered it home. Um, yeah, this one's a toss for me. Um, you know, you, you can't go – you got a back – wait, is that – oh, wait, no, you got – so you have Chicago Saturday, uh, off day Sunday, and then Seattle comes into town on Monday, um, and I think it's a toss. I, I like I like Seattle this year. They're, they're super – unique they're a hungry team they're a hungry franchise they got a lot to lot to prove um and i think when they come into minnesota it's gonna be it's gonna be a great game for sure you hit it on the head there um let's we got a couple more to get to and then we'll uh, we'll finish with the final six afterwards um the colorado avalanche nine o'clock start on wednesday the 29th hooray yeah, um absolutely. this this is gonna be an interesting test on the road because the Avalanche playing their best hockey of the season and uh, a team that has given the Wild fits in the past. You look at that game at the XL Energy Center that the Wild lost uh, in which they had uh, close to 50 shots on net and still weren't able to uh, to get goals in on um, on the, uh, the Avalanche netminder who I think that night was Gorgiev, if I remember correctly. This is an opportunity for the Wild to make a little noise against Colorado, and if they were to come away with a win in this one, I'm putting it as a toss. If they were to come away with a win in this one, it truly is, I think, all bets off for the uh, way the standings play out the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think you know heading into Colorado is tough, but heading into Colorado against this current Colorado team is even tougher. Uh, like we said earlier, I, I really think the Avalanche are going to become, you know, a, a front runner in the Central soon. Uh, they got a lot, they got a lot of great killers. I mean, Ranton and McCarr, McKinnon. It's just like, geez, um, you know, Gorgiev's playing out of his mind. Um, you know, they you know, they got rid of Kemper, and it's just like now they got Gorgiev, and it's like, dang, they're still there, uh, goaltending wise. Um, now the, the Colorado Avalanche are a great franchise. They always give the Wild a problem. 
Um, and I think that's going to be an absolute great game. It's tough for the Wild coming out of playing Seattle at home to traveling into Colorado and then traveling to Vegas a couple days later. It's a tough little stretch, and I think Colorado is going to be a tough test. Um, you know, and I think it's a toss. I completely agree. Uh, final game that we'll talk about here in this segment is the front half of the home and home against the Vegas Golden Knights. And Vegas continues to be near the top of the Pacific Division standings. Uh, a wake-up call game for the Wilds. The last time these two teams squared off at XL Energy Center, that was a 5-1 to one loss, a bad loss for the Minnesota Wild. But they've played much better since. And uh, Jonathan Quick, the new acquisition for the Golden Knights in net, I still can't get used to what that looks like. Uh, just bizarre. But he's played well as well. And so Vegas is a wagon. This is going to be a real tough test for the Wild on the road. So if I were to put one in the loss column, this would probably be the one that I would. Yeah, I mean, Vegas is absolutely stellar. They, they've proved it. They added quick, like you just mentioned. is It's a little bit ridiculous. Um, here's what I'm going to say. They play Vegas twice in three days, and one of them is hosting them. I guarantee you one of those games is going to be a wild win. But hot take, I think the Wild can win them both. I think they can. I think Jonathan Quick can fumble a bag once. I think he can. I think the Wild can overwhelm them. They've been playing – the Wild have been playing unbelievable. I mean, they got to, to St. Louis's head in two seconds. They got three goals in a minute and whatever, 30-something. I think they can do it against Vegas. Um, you know, you talk about – becoming clutch and improving yourself and hey let's win the central division let's do it i mean i think you got to come out uh you know seattle colorado or vegas if those aren't two wins then i don't think you deserve first place but if they are then heck then you deserve to be up there and i think the wild really can do it um i think vegas is a team they can do it against i don't know i'm pretty confident when i say that uh hopefully i don't regret that but you know i, I don't see the wild losing both of those they could lose one, and I think the one in Vegas is tough because they're coming from Colorado, um, two away games in like four days. But, hey, I think one of them's a win. If two of them are a win, the Wild are going to be up there in the standings. I can guarantee that. I would, I would love that. And even if, even if the Wild were able to steal a point in Vegas, well, even let's, let's put it this way. Yeah. At Colorado, at Vegas – I think if you can find a way to get one of those games to overtime, that's a major win um, considering that having to go that route, that gauntlet between those two teams, if you can get one of those to OT, you're going to be in pretty good shape. Uh, there are a few. Those, I was just going to say those fan bases love to party. They're going to be super loud. And if you can just run away with the point, like you just said, I, I'd say those are both tough arenas tough fan bases, uh, tough starting times. I mean, if you can run away with a couple, go ahead. Yeah, take take a point and run with it. Um, yeah. Intriguing final set of five games for the Wild. Um, and so we will discuss the uh, final five uh, as we're just – we're going to put those two Vegas games together since it is a home-and-home. Home. Uh, but we've got – Interesting final five games to discuss as we play win, loss, or toss to finish today's episode of Lockdown Wilds after this.
Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want to deal with all the fat and calories? Built Bar is here for you. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Yep, you heard me right. 100% real chocolate. They also come in some unbelievably amazing flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almonds. I don't know how Built Bar continues to get it done, but these bars are the healthiest ever. Just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Best of all is you no longer have to anxiously look at the mailbox waiting for your Built Bars to arrive after you order them. You can now head to your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club to pick up a box today and bring them home and start eating immediately. Or if you're like me, you get them in the car, and by the time you get home, you've eaten the entire box. If you don't have a Walmart or Sam's Club close at hand, you can still head to uh, Built.com and order a box today. Whichever way you choose, make sure that you choose Built Bar today. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Seth Topol joined by Zach Zeman. We are playing win, loss, or toss with the final 12 games of the season. Final five is interesting. You start uh, on April 6th. Now, here's so here's why this is interesting is because we now in the month of April are getting into the when does Kirill Kaprizov return territory. Also, depending on how things go with the postseason, and I don't know, I don't know where the Wild are at with clinching scenarios as of yet. That is going to come into play as well because if you've got anybody at this point that's banged up, they're probably going to get the benefit of extra rest. And so it may be a situation here where some losses happen late in the year that probably don't mean anything uh, in the final outcome of the year. Yeah, absolutely. I I think uh, you you hit it there. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say that if the Wild are in contention, they're not going to really sit anyone or make any unnecessarily important roster roster changes. Um, I think we should, should we just play this like we're battling for first here and we're neck and neck with either Dallas or Colorado. I think I think we should play it like that because um, me heading into Pittsburgh here on the sixth of April. Uh, you know, it's a it's a tricky game. I don't even know where to start here. Um, first of all, you're not even on a road trip. You're just going there for one game, and then you're coming back home to host St. Louis. Um, but that's that's like a that's like a must win game. I think that is a. I think it's a toss, but in this scenario, that's a must win. You need to prove yourself that you are uh, a winning team on the East. I mean, this is the whole last couple of games here all in the East, uh, except for Vegas and Colorado. But, you know, you get New Jersey and Philly uh, away. And I think that if you can prove yourself that you can win in the East in the conference, that is way better than the West and way top heavy. They got all the stars in the trade deadline. Um, and the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's been kind of weird. Um, but I think I think that's a must-win game. It's not going to be the hardest game in the last couple, but it's a must-win. Yeah, it's one of those. The the Penguins are a team that has a lot of pedigree. You know, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin. Those guys have been around forever. And so this is 
the final stretch of the season and could be the final time that some of those longtime Pittsburgh mainstays are on this roster. So they're going to be juiced up to finish the season on a high note, get into the postseason. I know they're battling for one of the wild card spots as of right now. But that's, I mean, they would be solidly in the postseason, I believe, if they were in the West. It's just how much of a wagon the Eastern Conference has been. But it is. It's one of those games that I think you need to make a statement that we are here to do better than simply beat up on the Western Conference. Like we can come in and we can uh, we can go toe to toe with those Eastern Conference, always in the playoff type teams. And so yeah, that that stretch, I, I think you need to start it off with a win against the Penguins. I think the Wild are capable of doing that because, oh, yeah, they got Marc-Andre Fleury, too, and you know he's going to be juiced up if he gets the start against his former team to uh, to try to get a win against them. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, yeah, get a day off after that game. And you host St. Louis. Woohoo, Zach and St. Louis. If I don't go to this game, the Wild are going to win. I'll say that right now. But if I go to it, you can expect a loss. No, I'm just kidding. At least the Wild won in St. Louis when I went. Um, <laughs> that was a crazy game. Uh, but I think St. Louis is – I think they're just done. I don't know. They they didn't look anything fun in person. The The fans were, were there, but they weren't happy to be there. Um, I think, you know, the trade deadline set enough. Vladimir Tarasenko, Ryan O'Reilly had an out. Um, you know, it's – it's definitely safe to say that they are they're done. And I think that if the Wild lose that game, then they're that's a problem. Um, you know, it's away, it's on a Saturday night. Can't go wrong with that. I think if you if you win that game and you got three more central division opponents after that. So Yeah, it was it was just a bizarre meltdown for Jordan Bennington. And interesting that the Blues won their most recent game against Winnipeg, a game, and a game that Winnipeg absolutely had to have. They get shut out, but it was not Bennington in net because he got caved in against the Minnesota Wild, um, all because he decided to chirp the Wild bench after the fourth goal that he allowed and then ended up giving up another goal and then wanted to fight Marc-Andre for it. It, it was just... It was just something else, but that... Uh, yeah, I couldn't... It, being there in person was seriously the craziest thing ever. Like, goalie fights never happen. And, like, to see that, and, and I, I'm rooting for the Wild in an away jersey, in an away arena. I'm, like, screaming my butt off, and everyone's <laughs> telling me to shut up and be quiet. Just to see all that happen, um, and to see everyone back Bennington for his like antics and like pumping up the crowd as, as he gets a two, five and a 10 was, was crazy. But no, it's safe to say the blues are just, they need to go home. <laughs> they're, they're toast. Um, they have a blues jersey right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> At Chicago on April 10th, third, third to last game of the season at Chicago. Chicago's got nothing to play for. Yeah. Other than losing games to try to get Connor Bedard, so Ooh, very valid point. Like I, I, that is so valid for these last three. Oh man! <laughs> like if you if you are a team that is in contention for the top overall pick, and you win one of these final three games, you're you need you're 
front office and coaching staff needs to be fired for malpractice. Like <laughs> if, if the, if by some miracle, the Blackhawks would have um, a lead late. Like if you're, if you're any player who is left on that roster, you got to just take the face off if you win it and then just go deposit it in your own net and say, we can't afford the point here. Like, like you're playing cello against your buddy and you want to go to overtime, so you give up like four own goals. Yeah, like <laughs> we we can't afford to take the point here, so here, you have it. Yeah. So yeah. Hopefully the Blackhawks are in the Bedard race. I can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, just for the wild sake, heading into the playoffs. Let's I, hope that happens. Knowing Chicago, they won't get it. They'll they'll find a way to not get the generational talent because yeah. of the games that they've won down the stretch. Interesting finish to the season, Zach. Yeah, this is super interesting. Um, do you want do you want to kick these? Sorry. I've... Yeah, let's. Well, because here here's why I think it's interesting is because you have Winnipeg on the 11th. Mm-hmm. You have Nashville. On the 13th, Nashville currently out of the postseason picture. Winnipeg hanging on for dear life. Could there be a scenario in which this thing comes down to the absolute last two days of the season and the Wild find a way to knock both out? If that happens, I think the Wild have the best schedule luck in the NHL. Um <laughs> Just going off of today's games, let's just let's just talk about what happened with Winnipeg and, and, and Nashville today. Listen to this. The Blues beat the Jets three to nothing. The Jets had thirty-four shots on goal. Good job. That's that's good. But you didn't score. But the Blues had seventeen shots on goal and scored three of them. So so I I mean do, do I even talk about the, what happened in the Predators game? <laughs> they got caved in. <laughs> this is what happened. The Rangers put up seven goals today. They didn't allow any. They, they shot 34 times on the Predators goal, and they scored seven of them. The Predators got 22 of them and didn't score any. These are two teams that got brutally shut out today and, and murdered. And I think that if the Wild – get these last two opponents in crunch time, I should expect no other outcome than a throttling by this wild team. If they're hungry to get in to the to the first spot in the central, which I hope it's for, there's no foot off the pedal in these last two games. Would you I almost think regardless of what they're doing, I don't I don't think you let these teams win. I mean you can sit all you want, but I still think the wild have the depth to to win these games. I mean Kirill's been out Brodeen's out, everyone's out, and they're still winning. So it's like I don't even think these games are absolutely losable. Like this is the the last two games of the season. Let's just play the win-win game. I think it's a win. I like that. <laughs> would Would you like an updated record for twenty twenty three for the Winnipeg Jets? Yes, please. Thirty four games for Winnipeg this year. They are sixteen, sixteen, and two. They are minus 10 in goals in the calendar year of 2023. They are 18th in the NHL in points in that span. The Minnesota Wilds, 19, 9, and 6. They are 6th 
in the NHL in points in that span. Colorado is fourth. Nashville, 19, 12, and 2. But then Dallas, 15, 10, and 7 in that span. And so that is so crazy. Yeah. It's, it just continues to be, those two just continue to be a mess. And so that's, that's the scenario I'm rooting for is that you have Winnipeg, Calgary, and Nashville all in a deadlock for a postseason spot at the end of the season. And just in order, the Wild knock Winnipeg out. The Wild knock Nashville out. Calgary sneaks in as the um, as the final wild card spot. Calgary's a mess. They pull the upset on Colorado. We end up playing whoever. And the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah, this the end of the season here is is crucial. Um, you know, we, we went through every game. There are some seriously winnable games and there are some seriously tough challenges, um, especially right before it gets to April. Um, you know, that you got New Jersey, Colorado, Vegas twice, Pittsburgh in a weird spot. And I think those are five tough games to look forward to um, and see what happens on, see what roster changes make, you know, whoever comes back whatever happens in net, um, you know, I think, look, I think heading into these, heading into these 12 games, the goaltending's on fire. Um, you know, they're playing defensively still without everyone, you know, Kirill's been out, everyone's stepping up. This team has what it takes. They've proved it over the last couple of games to make a run. And I think that why not? Why not? You know, I, I, I do. I, I think so. I think this is, I th- like I keep saying this, but last year's team was super fun to watch. Uh, it was a blast, but this year's team is different in a way where they can prove themselves. Um, it's not just, I mean, they've been they've been using Kirill to their advantage before he went away, but now they're starting to make a name for themselves on those lines that don't have Kirill. And Boldy's starting to make a name, and he's 21 years old, and he's leading this team, especially today with three goals, almost four off the post. There are some players who are going to shine, uh, you know, and they're going to keep shining, I think, um, heading into these last 12. It's going to be insane. I think the goaltending's awesome. Gustafson has looked great. Fleury's been great. Fleury's been rowdy. This team is hungry, <laughs> and I, I'm ready to watch it. How about you? I, I could not be more ready. And just, just think about this. In the final 12 games, let's say the Wilds go something like 8-4. and four. Yeah. 48-win team that lost Kevin Fiala and started the season in absolutely the worst way that you could, and they go on and they win 48 games. Yeah, not, that, exactly. I'm, like, like stuttering right now. I don't even know. That's that's crazy. It's it's seriously crazy. You know, you're taking a shot at Gustafson, too. It's like, dang. And I think it's it's been sweet ever since. I've It's been a blast watching this team. Um, I really do think they have a shot at these playoffs. It's going to be tough first round. It always is. It mm-hmm. always is. That's just what the Wild run into every single year. It's, it's going to be fine. Um, but I think these last 12 are going to be some of the best hockey we've seen all year. Um, some of the best proving hockey. There's a lot of people who are going to want to make a name for themselves to make the playoff roster. And I think that it, it, you got great opponents. you got easy opponents. 
got winnable games, you got tough games, and I think it all comes down to these last 12. And I think if the Wild want to really make a name for themselves, you better turn on these 12 games. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I fully agree. I, I think we'll see Kirill sometime around that Vegas series. Um, also a hot take. So yeah, we'll see because then he'd have like seven, six or seven games left to get his feet back under him. Regardless of that, team's on a roll. They're they're playing at just slightly below last year's pace in a completely different way, which is insane. And so we'll see. Um, if you want to comment on today's video, let us know how you think the Wild will do with win, loss, or toss, and uh, we'll see how close we get to those predictions the rest of the way. That uh, is going to do it for today's episode. So now that your first listen of the day is done, again, Locked on NHL Podcast. They've got the full lowdown of everything going on throughout the wide world of the NHL. So make sure that they are your second listen today wherever you listen to your podcasts. Available in the same spots that Locked on Wild is, whether it be your favorite podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, we are on all of them, as well as YouTube and social media as well. Make sure that you follow along for the playoff push as we guide you through the rest of the season and gear up for another postseason that looks to be an exciting one here this year. We've got new episodes all week long, every Monday through Friday, as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible T-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.